Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this show, man, uh, we have a good one for you. And I am joined by Cristian Putalias. What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, how's everybody doing? How y'all doing, guys? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. We also got Rodrigo Segura, man. How are you doing, Rodrigo? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Not, yeah, not, not too bad. We'll get into this. We'll get into this. We have a lot to talk about. And then we're also joined by the one and only Joey Stads. What's up, Joey? How are you doing? What's up, guys? Doing great. It's been a while since I've been on here. Yeah, man, I, we missed you. I, I've, yeah. I've said this before, but I love Joey's name. Joey Stats is probably the best <laughs> nickname that you could ever have. The yeah. <laughs> Finn came up with that on the fly. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's pretty badass. Yeah, we'll give a shout out to Finn. Hopefully, we we need to invite him to this show someday. But granted, he he's too famous. He may not want to show his face <laughs> in public here. But um, yeah, welcome to another episode. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, Houston soccer continues to go through the summer. Obviously, we have the Dynamo Dos taking care of MLS Next Pro, at least trying to. We'll touch on that a little bit with Christian. Um, the Dash as well, uh, kind of break from regular season due to the Women's World Cup happening. So uh, we'll get Joey's thoughts on on um, on the Dash and, and what they're doing right now in the Challenge Cup. And of course, man, we'll hit on the on the one that we tend to deal with the most, which is the Dynamo. Um, you know, two games already in League's Cup. I believe we have not. We didn't really get to touch a lot on it on, uh, about the Orlando game. Um, so it's it's one of those. We have a lot to talk about. And I guess, Christian, man, tell the people, you know, about our sponsor. Yes. Like you said, Senate Avenue uh, Brewing Company. Don't forget, guys, if y'all are looking to uh, not only have a good time, but, you know, drink good beer, watch, catch a game here or there, or just support, you know, local community, local micro brewery that's a hard word brewery no, that's it. you're you got it you got it man you got it out. Oh, but yeah yeah i can go check out senate avenue right there kind of right off of 290 and bell eight so in the jersey village area i mean honestly anywhere in town just hit the loop you'll, you'll get there eventually it's just a circle so you won't get lost just get off on 290 and then just you know senate avenue is right there so shout out to andrew at senate, at senate avenue and you can guys you guys can get at them Ooh, I'm like almost up right now. At Senate Avenue or Senate Ave, sorry, on uh, Instagram. And they always have like really cool stuff for the community. They have like turtle races and uh, little cars and ramps and they do a bunch of different things. So go check them out. They might even have a tiger sometime. But, you know, that's, that's probably false advertisement. But they have really good beer. So go check those guys out. Hey, you won't find out unless you go. That's all I got to say. You know, you exactly. never know. You never know. So you may be absolutely hitting that correctly. But again, I hope you guys have been doing good. Uh, if you guys have any interesting stories, uh, this is the time to share. If you guys want, uh, actually, I I was going to ask you, Joey, was there any games that you went to for, New, uh, I was going to say New England, New Mexico United <laughs> uh, this weekend? Was there one? Uh, no, I didn't go to England this weekend. There was okay, the, I, Detroit okay, I this saw weekend. The, yeah, I had to I had to throw that shout out, man, because I'm <laughs> sure people may uh, you know meant what's it called hear you talk about 
New Mexico, and they probably aren't necessarily sure that uh, you're a boy that covers the best guy that covers the Dynamo and the Dash in New Mexico. Like, hands down, bro, you're probably elite right there. So, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but um, we'll, we'll start with you and, and uh, talking a little bit about the Dash, uh, Joey. Uh, we know that, again, the uh, NWSL is on break right now uh, due to the Women's World Cup. Uh, the Dash have six players, seven if you call, or if you add uh, Paulina Gramalia, who's out on loan. But uh, they have not been playing well. Uh, I don't want to just bluntly say they suck, but they do suck, <laughs> which is awful. It's awful. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we were had really high hopes, uh, obviously, uh, bringing in Ordonez to partner with uh, Bombi and what we saw. Um, the players do last year was was amazing but man uh just right now i guess uh just if you want to recap this past game and with the challenge cup and what what's up next and and uh i guess what's happening right now with the dash man yeah i mean suck is a bit of an understatement they've been they've been dreadful so and that's three losses in a row now they haven't won since since june 3rd against orlando it's almost two months and, and I mean, it's just the Challenge Cup now, so I think that Sam just doesn't really even care anymore about the Challenge Cup. We lost this last game. We're already we're already eliminated, I believe. I think there's like maybe like the slimmest of chances that we can qualify because what we're I think we're four, six points off. Yeah, six points off Kansas City, and they have twelve better goal difference than us. So it's kind of impossible at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's so. pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, that game against Kansas City was just horrible. Desiano uh, got her first goal for the club. That was about the only positive in that one. Alvarado. That was, a, that was a really good shot, too, man. It was. Like, it was I'm nice pretty goal. sure it was more of a pass or a cross, but God dang, that was like top 90. And she's barely played, too, so it's good to see her get minutes. Good to see her get a goal. Maybe she'll earn some more playing time because, I mean – it's not like anyone else is really earning playing time at this point. So if Emily went out, she went out injured. So Jane had to come back in, gave up three bad goals. You know, Kristen Hamilton had a hat trick against us. Kansas city, are a good team. I think they're, I think they're solid. They're, I know they're, they're towards the bottom of the table right now. I think they got a good thing going right now. I think they're going to start improving, but man, that just wasn't good. I mean, we we sucked on the at home last season too, but yeah. now we suck at home and on the road. So it's just, it's brutal. We got two more Challenge Cup games to go. I'm sure they're probably gonna sit some people. Uh, if I'm Sam, I'm gonna experiment a lot, try to yeah. figure out something that works. Cause we got we got until the 19th of August till we have another NWSL game. Sam, things have to change. Yeah, and I guess just to add, there was a couple pickups too, and obviously one was today. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know if you have those names in front of you, and you want to give you know that information out. Yeah, well, they they signed uh, Andressa the other week. She's mm -hmm. at the World Cup, and they signed uh, Hope Hope Breslin the other day, the other week. They never really even announced it. She just kind of showed up. She was there, and she played and, too, didn't she? Yeah, she played off the bench, and then. And then today they dropped the bomb with Sarah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hootagam. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Dustin was 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 saying how to pronounce it. I don't remember what he said. But 
Yeah, I mean, she's a midfielder. She's a it seems like more of a six. She can play center back as well. She plays out in the Bundesliga 30, so she's very experienced. She's a captain for Austria, so seems like a quality player, someone who should slot right in. If I had to guess, probably over Jacobs, they'd probably put her and Lynn together at center back, or if they put her in midfield. I don't know who they drop in midfield. I guess maybe Sophie? I don't know. I don't because Sam really, really, really likes Hurst, it looks like. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering how they do it. They maybe they'll do Sophie, Putagam, and Andressa midfield. Maybe it's Hurst and Putagam. We'll see what they do. I think there's some options because you know the midfield depth has been an issue this whole season. Yeah, and it's gonna be interesting again. We there's a game right on this weekend, Saturday. Uh, at Show Energy Stadium against uh, the first place team in Racing Louisville, 7.30 p.m. Uh, it's a must win for the Dash, like you mentioned, just points. I think if this is it, if they lose, they're out, obviously, from that competition. So uh, even if they, they lose or tie, actually. So they need all the points they can get, so this is the time to get it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we are being honest. The team is not doing well. Uh, Sam Lady can't figure out uh a way to set up his team and and get wins uh the year started promising again last year was really high just because of them making the playoffs for the first time in uh club history so now things are getting a little rocky obviously you have some main um players uh sophie schmidt you know obviously you've been watching a lot of the uh work of yourself joey mm. <laughs> not the two o'clock games probably in the morning oh, no. <laughs> Uh, even if they were paying me, it'd be difficult to get up and watch that, man. But, uh, but yeah, so obviously Schmidt had, came in for uh, the game uh, with Canada and was able to get an assist. So key players are out, but even with them on the field, they were still finding it difficult to win. Um, so, Joey, anything else you need to add uh, for the dash before we move on to the next one? Yeah, it's not really it's not really matter who he's putting in and out of the lineup even with Sophie, without Sophie, with Chappie, without Chappie, you know, it's not really mattered too much. I mean it's just not been good enough whether there's players in, players out, players are healthy, players are not it whether different tactical formations, it's just not worked. I think it's to the point where we have to reevaluate the squad in a lot of ways because I mean some players just are not as good as we thought they would be. I think sure. Diana is definitely a big, big one. I really like her, but when she was rookie of the, she was was it rookie of the year? Yeah, rookie of the year, year last year. I think she broke some sort of some some rookie scoring records, if I'm not mistaken, too. But she's just been just not good. She can't finish. I mean, Bombi too. She's she's not the star we hope she'd be. Yeah, and we know how streaky Ebony Salmon is too. So mm-hmm. it just has not been good for them at all man yeah it's kind of jerk i think we're kind of just hoping and praying that andressa comes in and changes everything which might be the case she's a talented player yeah and you're right i mean christian loves brazilians being argentina oh, yeah. so <laughs> uh, I, 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 we'll, we'll leave it there for now let me uh, let me ask you a question let me ask you a question yeah, yeah. before we okay. move on sorry yeah no, uh, basically to joey's but you know, obviously in the in the men's game, whenever a, a team kind of does poorly for a period of time, obviously the, the coach the coaching staff and the coach itself, the head coach, you know, they start questioning him and they start questioning his abilities 
to be able to coach this team basically basically that's for his head right uh or her head whatever may be the case but how like in the dash world i guess we could say how is that being portrayed how like you know lady are they calling for his head is he gonna be out is he gonna be able to stay what do you think is he gonna finish the season or how does that work i i think some fans are starting to get to the point where it's sam lady out i i'm gonna disagree with it mm-hmm. i think a lot of the the negativity and the performances are not even things that are really so much in sam's control i mean sam's not shooting the ball straight at the keeper sam's not missing all these chances he's not giving away penalties he's not putting in the stupid tackles for the red cards i mean it gets to a point where there's only so much the coach could do the, I mean, the coach draws up the game plans for up to the players to put it out on the field and prove their worth and they're not doing that either so i mean i mean i know it's always the easiest thing to cut to call for the head coach's head because i mean it's a lot easier to replace a coach than it is to replace an entire squad but I'm going to say we give him till the end of the season at least. I don't think they cut him before that. If things don't improve, I could see them changing it. I I don't think I would. I mean, we, we had uh, a few a new coach the last few years. I mean, we had uh, with what's his name? Uh, yeah, Clarkson. Yeah, yeah, we had a new coach. And, and yeah. Lawson. Yeah, and then we have Sam Lady in this year. I don't want a new coach every single season. At that point, it gets kind of ridiculous. You got to let someone – build over time i mean it's the same thing with the dynamo like people want there's not intelligent people want olsen out already and, and <laughs> shout out shout out to them <laughs> and it's like we yeah. can't have a new coach every single season yeah that's not how it works sure. but yeah. uh but yeah so right. christian going to you men uh houston dynamo those men you, you tend to cover them uh you know you weren't able to make it out to this game on Sunday against Minnesota, but uh, the Dynamo ended up tying the game 1-1, went to penalties, ended up losing 4-5 uh, to five on, on the from the spot against Minnesota United men. Um, just, you know, your your uh, your thoughts on, on that match and, and what is to come for uh, Coach Kenny's Bundy's team, man. Yeah, so kind of, you know, to start it off, um, to put it out there on the record, like, the you know, what we see today – in the League Cup, the whole if you tie, you go to PKs basically started in the MLX Next Pro. Uh, that's where, you know, they, they came up with this idea of like there's no ties, you know, quote unquote. And we go to PKs to, to split up that third point. Um, so that's where that's where the idea comes from, basically. And, and honestly, it seems like the MLS wants to kind of push that uh, all the way, you know, to FIFA. So interesting. And at that point, right, that, that now we have an an actual tournament like a you know division one tournament with two countries uh with two different leagues that have that as part of the tournament so i thought it was interesting that of the influence that that had in this tournament in the league's cup but when it comes to uh, to the team of dynamo Dos, obviously we know that and and kenny bunny you know mentions it a lot in, in almost every press conference that this team is is basically out there to uh provide players or create a pathway for these young players, academy players or non-academy players, like young prospects from other teams or even abroad to come in and, you know, build themselves a a career, you know, a pathway, like I said, to maybe accomplish something in the first team here in the Dynamo or, you know, move their career somewhere else like Juan Castilla, Castilla, 
did uh, i was gonna say something at castilla but that's not that's not me uh but as we know juan castilla you know to open up the week he made the transfer i technically i guess he's a first team player even though he would play mainly with dynamo dos right but you know going by contracts and stuff like that but uh, he was probably if i'm not mistaken he's probably the first guy to have ever been a dynamo dos player and being sold to another team for quote-unquote profit right we don't know the sum or the money uh, i know there's a percentage that the dynamo kept and just in case he gets sell, uh, sold somewhere else uh so there's that so i mean i guess if you think about it or if you look into what the idea is of this dynamo dos it's you know it's being fruitful in a way right we have mikhail who came in into the dynamo dos maybe with the idea of becoming a a player for the first team eventually, and now we see him starting at games. You know, he just started the, the last game, and there's a bunch of other players that are doing the same thing. You know, Beto Avila also started with you know Dynamo Dos. Now he's playing with Charleston, Charles Charleston. You know that that one team, the Battery, I think it is. Uh, but you know, I guess that's that's the way to do it, right? And then also on the other side of things, you know, when, when you talk about young prospects and products, you have, you know, we were talking about Lamp Man, Lamp Man, uh, the young center back, 16 years old, tall dude. You know, we talked about the great game that he had, even though obviously they lost. Uh, he had a really good game defensively. He had really good tackles. Uh, very good on timing when it comes to being, you know, a defensive player. Uh, really good with his body. You know, he's a big 16-year-old kid. And then also with, with the distribution of the ball. Nowadays, center backs are, you know, they can be uh, kind of putting balls to the forwards directly. You know, nowadays, the, you know, these across across the, the pitch balls are very common. And having that technique from your center back is, is, is a very good thing. And having it at such a, such a young age, it's a really good thing, and hopefully, you know, the the, the future is bright for, for this kid. Uh, another kid that I really like and I enjoy the way that he kind of moves around and reads the game is Sebastian Rodriguez in the midfield. He had to leave in the kind of like in the beginning of the first half. He got hit in the face. Uh, Joey, I think he mentioned that he had some type of, I don't know, he got hit in the face. Basically, he won't be able to play. I forgot what Joey had said. Kenny told him. Um, but... It, it's looking pretty good. You know, Gonzalez, Reigns uh, are two guys that slowly but surely are starting to get, well, not Gonzalez, but Reigns for sure. He's getting minutes. He was open minutes. Uh, Gonzalez, I think we might see him in the future. He's at, so far the MVP and VP of this uh, team. Uh, I think he has eight goals to his name, seven or eight goals, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then, you know, just the usual suspects, you know, Endoya, Evans, um, Soto, Sig Soto, who also another youngster, U17 uh, national team with the U with the U17, also you trying to put them together. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Papa, and he's the one to score the the goal for the Dynamo. It's a pretty good goal. He had a good game. The thing about Popeye is that his finishing is always it's it's not always the great the greatest. Uh, so I guess you know it's something that I guess he has to work on. But he he can be dangerous. You know, he he knows how to create space for himself. He knows how to create uh, shot opportunities for himself. Uh, he can be a little bit of a ball hog, but then again, you want that from your forwards, right? You want that from your attacking players to keep the ball. 
you know, same thing with Shair Gonzalez, the Argentinian, who basically also was brought into the Dynamo 2 team to eventually, hopefully, move in into the first team, like Pinones did at one point in time. Uh, but, I mean, like uh, Kenny Bunny said, you know, this team is here not to win games. Obviously, winning is is great. But, at you know, at the end of the day, what you want to do is create talent uh, or, you know, help them develop. And hopefully help the first team. And if you're not going to help the first team, then you're going to be sold somewhere where your career can grow and also, you know, make profit for the team as well. So uh, I think they're doing great. I mean, we love Kenny Bundy here at the uh, Bayou City Soccer. I, we think he's the greatest dude ever. He always has time for us. You know, he gives us great answers. You know, he he's very knowledgeable. Um, super nice. You know, you're never going to get a smart answer, a smart ass answer. Uh, I, like we do with uh, some some guy named Ben Olsen. Uh, but, you know, it's two different styles of, of coaching or personalities and stuff like that. So the, the dude is a really people guy. Like he loves his young guys that like you can tell he like those are his dudes. And he puts a lot of time and effort and everything, you know, to these guys and their development. So I think we're we're doing pretty good. And honestly, this Dynamo Academy, like when you look at the starting 11 and when you look kind of at what we have in the bench, it's it's looking pretty good. And I'll shut up now. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, my yeah. TED talk. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you, you're, you you talk to Kenny Bundy way too much, man. You're giving those hey, uh, Me and Kenny five minute answers. But hey, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I uh, just finished. I, I do have, I yeah. have a question for Kristen. You know, he oh, yeah, all those, those more than anything um, or more than us, I guess I should say. What do you think about should there be like a age limit? Like young or old? Old, like up to like a cap. Like a 23. Like you know, my take, I felt like at first when it was introduced, like you know, next pro, yeah. all this kind of stuff. I felt like it was a great thing. But then seeing that there's players, you know, 25, 26, it kind yeah. of like turns me off a bit just because I feel like we should be producing younger players and keeping those younger players and then moving those younger players either to the first team or to another team um you know because having like older guys it just bumps me out because obviously you know an older guy is possibly going to take a spot for a guy that could develop um yes. more but okay. i don't know what's your take on that i mean do you it, it's it's a double-edged sword you know because my obviously my first thought is to kind of go back to what I know which is like the Argentinian league right and and when you think about what this team is it's kind of res a reserve team right so like in Argentina we have the Reserva which is the, the second team kind of like what it is here and what that is is literally the reserves of the first team so they're like first team guys that are just kind of waiting for somebody to drop you know in a way um, so it you know it's a double-edged sword because on, on one hand you know, the guys that don't play in the first team and that need minutes or need to, like, keep their body moving or, you know, just repetition, you know, like we saw Chase uh, Gasper Dorsey. play. Yeah, Dorsey, Chase Gasper. Like, these guys, if it wasn't, you know, even like the goalkeepers, Xavier and um, Xavier Valdez and the other goalkeeper that I'm blanking on his name. Tarbo. Tarbo, there you go. Uh, they, you know, they kind of rotate as well with, with – they have a, a secondary goalkeeper in Dynamo Lowe's as well. 
that I'm also blanking on his name, but I, I picture the kid. There you go. <laughs> Joey, Joey starts saving the day. Uh, but Pannenberg, yeah, Pannenberg, like, you know, you would think that you would see him a lot too, but we also see Tarbo and stuff like that. And it, and it's for those guys to get repetition, to get minutes, to be able to kind of like stay loose in a way. Um, so I see the benefit in having that, but I also under completely understand what you're trying to say on that one because, you know, we could have, instead of having Chase Gasper, who is a quote-unquote veteran in the league, you know, he's been around for a while. He knows what it is to, what it takes, I guess, to be an MLS starter or, or a guy in an MLS roster per se. And we could see, you know, Jathan Juarez, who is a younger kid, you know, still trying to, you know, cement himself in this team and, you know, eventually hopefully make it to, a, you know, to the next step. Or even other guys that kind of are behind him, like we have LaFleur or Gray that could play those positions as well, you know, on the outside back um, that also need minutes. And then you have, you know, Chase, a guy that's supposed to be in the first team coming down to kind of, you know, take over their space type thing. Uh, Chase did only play 45 minutes and then Jathan played the second half. Um, like, I, you know. It, it's kind yeah. of weird because well, I was going to add it in general. I mean, the idea is I think uh, it, it is what Rodrigo's saying that it's supposed to be more of a de de developmental thing. And I think it's based on different teams, like different situations, because you see like other teams like Seattle Sounders or Philadelphia Union. You do yeah. see guys like probably younger than 20, you know, being yeah. most of them being in that team now here. With the Dynamo, that's not the case because we already, I mean, that's for a different episode, but we know that the academy was not, you know, is not where it should be uh, compared yeah. to anything else out there. So, you know, seeing uh, last year was great seeing that, again, we didn't really see a lot of, uh, uh, you know, first team players come down much, right? It was mostly the, the kids. I mean, granted, there there was a couple of 23, 24 year olds in Papa or uh, Taylor Maples and stuff like that, but it wasn't like, we weren't seeing, you know, the 30-year-old, you know, or 29-year-old like Chase Gasper or anybody like that um, jumping in. But, yeah, I think I think it, it should take – it's going to take some time, especially for the Dynamo, but I think some other teams already have it uh, pretty well set up that, you know, you're going to see a lot of young guys, man. But, um, yeah. No, I sorry, think an interesting thing – Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think an interesting set that uh, Kenny was talking about today was about the pressure of uh, – Qual of fighting for playoffs in next pro and i think that kind of adds into like having some of these older guys in the team because i think where we're at with our those players is where if we just put in all the kids i think they're just straight up not good enough to compete yeah. with these playoff teams so adding in a jacob evans and an Andoy and a maples in there it keeps us up in those places so then the younger kids can learn how to try to keep up with the pressure of making the sure. playoffs. That's something that Kenny really touched on today when I asked him about the league positions. Yeah. He said it's all about learning how to handle pressure and then taking that pressure and putting it on the MLS stage. Yeah, good, good add-on. And I was just going to say, just answer. to finish up the, the Dynamo Dos, uh, they'll be playing on Friday night nine o'clock central against real monarch so you know joey mentions you know they're trying to make the playoffs right now there's basically a, a point away from the you know line of playoffs and not a lot of games you know to to go i think there's maybe six more games for the dynamo uh maybe eight ten, ten, ten more 
Oh, 10 yeah, more, sorry. Exact. Uh, so yeah, so, and a lot of them are actually home. So there's still a chance for them to, you know, make it to the playoffs for sure. Uh, but it, it's there, it's it's going to be, they're going to have to grind, grind it out for sure to try to get more points and, and quit dropping uh, definitely at home. They've lost a lot of home games, which is something we did not see last season uh, with yeah. Kenny Bundy. But guys, we are going to go ahead and move into the Dynamo. Uh, I feel like Rodrigo has been sitting there pretty quiet most of the time. So We'll open up with him. Yeah. (laughs) So I I just want to say, you know, obviously the Dynamo ended up playing against Santos Laguna at home. uh, With Santos technically being the home team, uh, just because of how the League's Cup is set up with all the Mexican teams, you know, playing um, in the U.S. So, Rodrigo, man, uh, before we get into the goals and, you know, everything else, obviously the result was a one, sorry, a 2-2. Uh, in the 90 minutes and it went to penalties but man just your your overall thoughts of the game and maybe just the atmosphere since you were there definitely felt like Santos was playing at home though you know shout out to those fans coming out now all jokes aside um there is a lot of Mexican (laughs) there's a lot of Mexicans that support Santos or maybe even other other countries um, since they obviously carry international players but I will, the first thing I would like to say is like, why can't we get those guys to be part of our support group? You know, they're local. They're obviously not traveling internationally, most likely, or, you know, states, whatever. But, you know, and, and I was kind of making a joke about Rudy. I'm like, oh, but they almost kind of, uh, you know, like a little bit less. Maybe they're over there in the Santos Porra. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. I mean, there could be guys that actually would yeah, rather go okay. over there. But, you know, seeing the atmosphere, especially both teams, obviously, you know, Houston fans came out, uh, Santos fans came out. It looked great seeing at least the passion of how people support. And I'm like, man, it would be awesome if we can get somehow those those fans that support other clubs to just unite and support, you know, the local team here. Um, other than that, I was out there taking pictures, um, had the, you know, handy dandy camera that Rudy sponsored me with. Uh, so yeah, I was down there trying to do my best. Um, Billy the goat. You know, I got a lot of practice, a lot to learn though. You gotta, you gotta start um, somewhere, man. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta some good humble. ones, but yeah. Yes. Some people out there are carrying periscopes and, you know, uh, or yeah, <laughs> telescopes. I mean, telescope. and, and hey, you know, we're, out there, we're out there with what we can. Sorry about okay, that. Using periscope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah like, but it, it, like it was it was great being out there you know and just got to get quicker at snapping the right picture <laughs> snip snap 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 but so yeah, yeah I mean, so no, you got no i mean i was just my experience <laughs> Dude, with that. Yeah, I, it was you, fun you've been, you've been quiet for like <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean, 20 I minutes man trying to get you my to... experience there, there you, you go, go. Uh, first time Doing that, so that was fun. But yeah, overall, the game was exciting. You know, we saw the Dynamo have two early goals, and then after that, they kind of shut down. Something just snapped in them that they just did not look like themselves in those first 30 minutes of the game. Obviously, Santos had a lot of adjusting to do, and they probably made this quick, you know, good good for the um, uh, Santos team, the coach, making a quick adjustments on things and really flip the game completely because Dynamo looked like, you know, from winning 2-0, it could have easily been 3-2, 3-1, 3-2, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1
maybe even four two. Um, Steve Clark had a pretty good saves at the end, and ultimately throwing a penalties. It's always like they say, you know, you're flipping a coin there, and luckily this time um, Dynamo really needed that win or that extra point to stay alive, and they got it. So that was, you know, probably a, a good highlight of the night. Yeah, not one penalty save by by uh, Steve Clark, even though he had like Wait, a million yeah, he saves. Did. He's a, he saved the last one. Uh, he, <laughs> he used the power on that one, but uh, he's the force. He that used the force. Close. He moved that thing, Mira. He believed. Shout out, Shout out to Steve, but penalties are not his thing. <laughs> nope. No. I don't think it's and, no uh, Dynamo keeper. Like no Dynamo keeper I've seen recently, other than Pat. Obviously, I feel like back in the day he would save. No, what's his name was good too. What about Joe? Uh, Joe Willis? What's his name? Joe Willis was pretty good. Yeah, Joe Willis, yeah. I think Derek saved a few too. Derek had a couple, but I would say Joe Mm -hmm. Willis is probably the best one. Because even Tally Hall was good. Shootouts? Yeah. Joe Willis was like the man. But granted, it helps when you're like 10 foot tall, man. That that helps a little bit too. Um, But no, going to this game, uh, obviously the goals, man. We'll we'll start with the goals. Uh, First goal was by... Corey Bear, which was kind of a nod. Yeah, shout out to we need to we need, the, a, we need, weird we need to have like a we need to have that was like a really a weird goal. huh? So we can we need a soundboard so we can go like bear, you know, like every, every time we hit every time we say uh bear Corey Bear, yeah. No, but yeah, you're right. Uh uh really odd goal. Uh me and Rodrigo were like, who the hell? How did he hit that? Obviously, we had to look up at the uh replay. Uh, it looked like he was trying to pass it back to Alley U and it went straight into goal, which was fantastic. And and we we keep getting that Bonnie Hop celebration, have no clue what it means, what it stands for. Kind of it's kind of cute, you know. If he if it looks like it fits Corey, <laughs> man, you know, like <laughs> but we'll never know because you know we haven't been I able just, to talk I to want, him. I just want to say that I just yeah. want to say that Rudy just called a uh, bear cute. No, <laughs> I said the celebration. A, oh, said, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, I said the celebration fits him, but uh, but no, obviously, uh, you have uh, you know, Corey scoring, and then not long after that, we get another really good goal, uh, by Griffin Dorsey, who has been playing really well. You know, you guys mentioned him, you know, getting time in those, uh, you know, he's been trying to get back into the lineup after he kind of took over. Uh, for a while under Nagamura, but um, Joey, that's your boy, man, and and uh, we'll try to put the clip of that goal here. But man, just take us through what you saw on that on that goal, scoring opportunity. Oh, that goal was just tremendous. I mean, I think what's really underrated in the build up to that play is the way Herrera played. How he kind of made that move inside, and then uh, and then the movement off the ball to get himself in that space for Arthur to play him into, and then to make the switch over to Baird was. Not Barrett, it's a Dorsey was just a really, really intelligent midfield play. And then I really liked what Aliu was doing off the ball. He made that run and that dragged three defenders his way. So that left Dorsey one on one with their left back and just had a one move cut inside, banger on the left. It's 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 what Dorsey does at this point, you know. It's becoming a signature. I think somebody I think it was was it the Dynamo that posted like the goal against LAFC. It was like basically like a copy paste. Yeah, exact same thing. Which, he was like, are you and Robin like? Yeah, right. <laughs> this is a left footy man, and obviously uh, Rodrigo. You know they could have scored easily. Could have scored a third goal. Uh, and, and Achiacho was pretty dang close, 
but the defender did not give up on that play, man. I thought they were gonna follow up more with it. No, no, no. You guys <laughs> I thought you were building it up, like oh, no. <laughs> no, I just went, you know, you, you we were there, we saw it. <laughs> right. I think he just needed to hit it a little bit harder. Uh, maybe instead of an actual chip, just kind of you know, like uh drive it through. Yeah, sure. but defender really, you know, off the goal line clearance. And then they had another uh, a couple of chances that they could have done like one on ones kind of thing. Obviously, they didn't they didn't finish those. Um, and then it it kind of what do you call it? Um, it made us struggle. A two zero. It's always a, the what is it? It's the worst scenario in soccer. I mean, everybody knows that for whatever reason, it's pretty easy for uh, the opposition that is down to get back into it and. Um, obviously Santos are going to get to go towards the end of the match, or sorry, towards the end of the first half, uh, with Preciado scoring. And then, you know, pretty early on the first, well, in the middle of the second half, uh, there's a penalty called, which guys, I, I don't remember who caused that penalty. Anybody remember? Like a Mikel. Was it Mikel? Yeah. Because originally that thing, they, they were thinking it was offside and it wasn't. Yeah. And then you're right, Mikel ended up taking the guy down. So obviously another penalty, another penalty start Steve Clark did not save. It's funny enough because <laughs> I said the I said Christian this funniest video so of this little kid just doing like so many dancing moves and everything. And he blocked the PK. And I'm like, man, we need to we need to take this kid to teach some lessons for Steve Clark, man. Just kind of <laughs> little what? bit of just, to me it's crazy when like like I see Steve. Clark or even Xavier I haven't really seen them save that many penalties and to me I feel like penalties is the easiest thing as the goalkeeper I feel like if you at least do some kind of movement if you kind of try to play with the with the forward or whoever you know the penalty taker you get into their heads fairly easily I feel like and it makes it easier but like watching Steve Clark man he does everything after the penalty's been taken. He does. Because I was watching him, like, you know, as they were doing the shootouts, and he was either talking. Like he was going he was and talking talk crap to, to the, like, the goalie. The players. Like, bro, we're <laughs> talking crap with you know, the goalie. Like, and he, he just honestly looked like, yeah, he just looked like he was in his own little world. But I'm like, dude, do some more movement, distract them, you know, move closer to one side than the other to throw them off. He looks like he gave up Even before the, point, take, the kick is taken. to one side. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm like, just point to one side something. and just, you know, make them nervous that way. Do a jumping jack. <laughs> Do a push-up. Yeah. Or just Go commit. Just it. commit to one side. Like, don't wait. Because yeah. I feel like he waits too much. But if you're not that good at PKs, just pick one side and keep diving to that side until you eventually block one. Yeah. I also, it like, it seems like most of the penalties, he just kind of stood there. You know, like like the, the he typical, waits. Like, yeah, he, he, he just like waits typical, too like, much. Um, like you just stepped, he, he did step get and... close in like two of the shots like he dove the right direction and there's one that looked like he was going to be but yeah but i also, would say the know, rest it was like yeah, kind of like but you know whenever you throw yourself after the fact type of thing yeah but as a goalkeeper or a former goalkeeper <laughs> whatever you know i never played professional but you know just watching him at the the way he was setting up for his penalties even you know going to one side he was just kind of going low so either way, you really don't have a ch- chance. You know, his body positioning was just kind of 
diving to cover the low side. Um, typically me, even if I'm guessing the wrong way, my body position or, you know, a normal goalkeeper will be halfway in the air. Right. Cause you'll get more of a leverage. If you do try to go, then you can try to tip it. Mm-hmm. But with him, it was just kind of like trying to go the low route. I mean, that, that goal that was missed, obviously the penalty that, uh, Raul Lopez, uh, missed Chivas legend, Raul Lopez, El Dedos. He, uh, he missed, I mean, you, you can see, uh, Steve Clark was on the freaking floor, man. And the ball just was way over the bar. So, yeah, it was one of those that, you know, whatever he used, used the force, I guess. It's not, it's not made the force be with you, but he used that. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, I, you mentioned uh, Dorsey. So, uh, a little bit we got to hear um, Ben Olsen, obviously, the press conference afterwards. And uh, – he was giving some love to to Griffin Dorsey, which was good to hear. Uh, Christian, I don't know if you remember, or or Joey, you know, kind of what he said. And um, he's been, you know, I, I've been guilty of not showing him enough faith faith this year, and uh, it's just nice because, you know, and you guys don't see it as much, and you you can almost feel his positive energy by not even knowing him that he's a he's an awesome human and he's a great team guy. A uh, guy everybody roots for and uh, selfless uh, on a on a daily basis trains very very hard. So uh, for him to right now lock that position down for us uh, is is very exciting. I guess that's a quick summary. Yeah, well, me me and uh, Joey were kind of talking about it in our group chat. Uh, the fact that Ben basically said, you know, the the fault that Dor- or the reason uh, Dorsey wasn't playing is it's it's because of me. I didn't trust him enough to put him out there. So, and, you know, usually you Damn it, that... throw him in there. God dang it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, like it, it, it's crazy because usually you don't hear coaches kind of take blame for, for stuff like that in a way. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was strange for sure. Like, he owned for up him, to it. yeah, exactly. Which, which is good. You know, I think Ben is, is a pretty honest guy. I mean, we see him make faces when you ask him a stupid question. So he, he, <laughs> he can't hide the honesty, right? Like at least, at least he, he can be whatever, you know, you want him to be, but he's going to tell you, you know, straight up what he thinks, which, which could be good or bad or whatever, you know? But um, yeah, he was talking, he was talking about how, you know, maybe at one point he didn't trust Dorsey enough to have him out there. But, but I mean, we've heard it not only from Ben Olsen this time, but we heard it from, uh, from Hector Herrera and a couple of other guys like that maybe you wouldn't think have that relationship with Dorsey just because, you know, Dorsey is a blonde, blue-eyed dude and, you know, Ache Ache is a Mexican guy, you know? Like, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, like drinking tequila out of bottles and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you don't see the relationship, obviously, inside or, you know, in the training grounds and stuff like that. Everything is completely different. You don't know who's friends with who or who isn't or whatever it may be. But, you know, Ache Ache has spoken very highly of Dorsey before. And it's one of the things that, you know, has always been in the back of my head because he talked about how Dorsey is one of the guys that, you know, is there on time and even, you know, earlier than everybody else, always works 100% on, you know, practices. Like he's always, you know, giving more than what is asked for, I guess, you know, in whatever discipline or whatever they're doing in the training ground. So, to, to know that the guy also, I mean, look at his story, right? He came in as a trial trial uh, list. I don't know if that's a word, but he came in as a trial, 
right? I, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago, and and he stayed. And not even not only that, but you know, for a little while he was a starter, right? Um, obviously, the Dynamo started bringing in a couple of other guys that played that position because you know originally he's a winger, you know, and the striker originally. There you go. He started pushing back, right? But when we brought him in, at least to, to my knowledge, right, he was working. He was working. He was playing on the right side as a as a winger or whatever it may be. And then slowly but surely they pushed him, you know, as a right back or even left back at times, if I'm if I can remember correctly. But the point being is that the guy has been busting his balls. I don't know if we can say that now, but he's been busting his ass. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that either. But he's been doing pretty good. And honestly, me personally, you said I it, like, bro. Who cares? Yeah. He used the he's wrong thing, guy. but that's fine. Yeah. Hey, it's Christian. It's us. <laughs> it's, hey, it's me. <laughs> Translated in his brain from Spanish to English. Yeah, like, yeah that one makes sense, but it technically <laughs> means something else in English. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, because in Spanish, it would be se rompe el culo, but yeah. I guess. But yeah, the point is that the kid works hard, the kid scores, the kid, you know, is always going to give you 100%. The kid makes runs down the line, which is something that at one point we needed and nobody could give us. And he would be the guy, run all the way to the line, put a cross in, but there was nobody there. Um, we like Dorsey. We're a pro Dorsey here, Dorsey 2024. He's um, the second best crosser on this team by far. And Herrera, Herrera I'd say, is still better. Yeah. And obviously, you know, with playing Dorsey on the right, you had to uh, move someone else out of position this time. It was um, Escobar playing on the left, and he did a pretty good job. I mean, you know, both of those guys like to go up, push up, and uh, obviously... I want to I hear, hear what uh, Joey has to say about Escobar. <laughs> I thought I thought Escobar was pretty solid again. I mean, this, I think Escobar had a way better game against Orlando than he did against this one. I think it's more of the matchup because well, against Orlando, he was playing against uh, Ojeda and Facundo Torres, little guys who like maybe look to play, make a little more. Well, against I don't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, the guy who used to play for Miami that that was on Santos. That dude's just all run at you with his pace down the wing, and Escobar had a little hard time catching up with him. But I thought I thought if that's that wide center back spot, Escobar does a good job. I think I mean he's probably more comfortable on the right than he would be on the left, but he does he does a good job. He pushes into midfield well, and he wasn't bombing forward like he does when he's at at the the right mid spot like he was. But when he's in the when he's at the center back spot, he does the same thing as Svechenko does, where when we're in possession on that side, he likes to join in, get into the midfield, and help orchestrate with Artur and Coco and Herrera. It was good. I think I think he's his tackling is superb as always. It's just that pace that he lacks a little bit against some of those quick wingers. But I think for the time being, while teenage is still out of the lineup, I think that's probably the best solution is to play him in that wide center back spot and then just keep pushing Dorsey up on the right wing spot because he's definitely a better attacker than Escobar. Definitely. I think when all things are considered, though, when everyone's healthy, Escobar has to still start over Dorsey because I think he brings the best of both worlds. Well, Dorsey's more the attacking guy. Escobar does both. He plays both sides of the ball very strongly. Yeah. So, you know, just to uh, move a little bit, just on the league, well, league scubs related uh, for the, for what it's next, I guess, for the Dynamo. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the whole math and scenarios, 
Uh, there's a good article if you check out the website at buycitysoccer.net uh, out there that explains it all uh, because you kind of need a calculus degree at least to kind of figure that shit out a little bit. But uh, <laughs> okay, but the scenarios are though pretty simple. I'll keep them. You know, it's either play Inter Miami, play Pachuca, or play Inter Miami at, in Miami, play Pachuca at home, or Would be you? eliminated from the thing, man. You know, obviously the chances are granted. Uh, sometimes everything tends to go, you know, against the dynamo. So elimination is definitely a factor. Uh, but there's a higher chance of them just, you know, going through no matter what. So um, I'll start with you, Rodrigo. What are you thinking, uh, you know, the scenario, you know, obviously the, the inter, not inter Miami, I'm sorry. It's Santos Laguna plays Orlando on Saturday. Uh, so what are you thinking, man? Um, you know, the Dynamo may see uh, in the future. Yeah, I think the most high, the highest outcome is going to be the Pachuca game. Yeah. Um, I feel like either scenario, you know, I've, if, you, uh, if you're the um, opponents or whatever opposition uh santos or orlando i feel like you don't want to face inter miami right away just because of the whole hype with messi and all that because most more than likely you're going to get eliminated i mean let's face it this cup i feel like especially now it's been built just for messi to succeed and it's gonna be like i hate okay first of all i hate when people keep saying that i keep seeing that everywhere (laughs) messi wasn't even here when that took part and I mean, Messi's Messi. No, I'm saying so. now. I'm not saying. Yeah, no, now for sure, like, for sure, of like course, now, right. like the, Yeah, you don't. You, you don't want to take him on. No, everything's gonna be about Messi winning. It's Messi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. And especially whenever you're gonna go to Miami, I agree. But as soon as he gets subbed out, all the fans are gone. So you can still take probably <laughs> get some goals out of that. So, anyways, <laughs> fans don't play though. Uh, <laughs> if it's 4-0 already i mean it's 4-0 it's not like you're gonna get an extra goal <laughs> i don't know if y'all saw but christian has like uh, yeah i know here's we'll, the message we'll, we'll keep we'll keep him present yeah we'll keep him. <laughs> dude he's in your background just so far so yeah, we see at least three messages back three there. messages <laughs> but i'm not a fan though i'm not a fan yeah so I- i'm with you rodrigo <laughs> i think that we can break down everything uh, again uh, the worst case scenario is always the true scenario for the Dynamo. So elimination uh, can definitely happen. But uh, I, if you're going to take the odds and put money on it, uh, I think the Pachuca, uh, facing Pachuca in, at home is probably the, the most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, then my next question, obviously, you know, you mentioned a little bit of uh, players, uh, maybe not necessarily seeing the field or why not. Uh, obviously, there's rumors about Sebas. Sebastian Ferreira, uh, maybe going to uh, Vasco da Gama. You know, uh, there had been a couple rumors uh, whether if he was, you know, permanent uh, transfer or loan. Seems like a loan is probably was going to happen. Um, he obviously wasn't at the Santos game. He didn't make the bench. At one point, there was like five defenders, and I'm like, oh my god, look at the bench, man. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? But um, so Sebas is is looking, you know, like his time here ended already. And then uh, another thing that the Dynamo did was get an international spot as well. So uh, I think some flexibility. I think they're trying to figure out uh, the whole Coco situation. I believe the transfer window, and Joey, I don't know if you have the date for it, but I know it's closing, I think, next week or uh, the, the week. 
I want to yeah, say I, think, I, think it was, I was gonna say the seventh. I don't know why you have this. Oh, it might be the seventh. Let me let but, me get that exact date. Yeah, yeah. Say six. The six. I don't know. <laughs> That's the it, it. It started on the fifth, and then where yeah. does it end? So, so yeah. So Coco uh, August second, the second. Okay. So the, that's uh, what I was thinking. I, I don't know why I was. So next that's Wednesday, second. we got exactly a week from today. A week from today. Okay. So yeah. About so a week ago. Obviously, that's the uh, the for for the Dynamo to be able to bring somebody on a transfer. Uh, free agents, I believe, they still can pick up. But mm-hmm. uh, if the whole Coco leaving and Seva's leaving, I'm sure they're trying to find some kind of quick replacement. As at the end of the day, the goal of this season is to make the playoffs. The team is in a good standing currently in the league uh you know obviously anything can happen but um if they continue to play like they've been playing obviously coco has been one of the biggest you know pieces for the dynamo uh this season obviously we know how great he did in the gold cup but overall i mean those are things that the dynamo are seeing uh the best case scenario is to continue in this leaks cup uh for sure because otherwise you get like a what about a month off i think because it ends the 26th i think or the next mls game is like the 26th of august so i believe it's a whole month so you want to play as much as you can um but that's everything on the dynamo uh specifically but uh yeah okay but i was gonna ask you guys just overall man the league leaks cup you know have you watched a lot of games have you enjoyed it uh rodrigo you know just your thoughts on that i know we get we get Chivas playing here shortly, so that's the game I'm gonna watch. Yep. But uh, yeah, just you, you know, just your thoughts on the the league's cup overall so far, man. Um, kind of you know a little bit of shocking in the sense of we've seen a lot of lopsided scores, especially in favor of the MLS. You know, you, you would think, and I, I would assume just because Mexican uh, league is getting back, you know, they're in their third week or of games um, before this tournament started. Obviously, MLS is already halfway through their season. Um, but yeah, like this lower, what we would call in the Mexican League, the lower teams have been struggling a lot. And then now, today, Wednesday, Thursday, um, the stronger, per se, teams will be playing now. So that's where things might take maybe a little bit of a turn. But overall, I'm impressed with the MLS, you know, it shows that their level throughout, not just the top teams that they've produced and the, the ones that make the CONCACAF Champions League or Champions Cup. Um, now, you know, those teams are not the strongest ones. There's also all this other teams that are catching up to that level. And overall, it's being pretty even out with the Mexican League. Or, you know, maybe it could be the Mexican League is you know, going down a bit in, in their sense of level as well, just exporting players to the MLS or other leagues. But so far, it seems interesting. Um, I think everybody's just waiting for the knockouts just so we're the stronger team to actually compete. And we'll see more of a even matches per se, or it could be one of those things that everything's up for grabs. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. And it's funny because as we're recording, obviously Monterrey is winning 3-0 against Real Salt Lake, which uh, we know how good Monterrey is, you know, obviously in the game makes as well. But honestly, I'm kind of shocked. RSL has been playing really well. So for them to just get 
uh, you know, dismantles like this, it's, it's pretty rough. But yeah, I mean, overall, some games have been really lopsided. Some have been pretty tight. Uh, we know the Messi effect, you know, obviously they, him getting that winner um, against Cruz Azul was just like, you know, written in a freaking uh, movie script like a thousand years ago, I guess. And it was just meant to happen. And then uh, obviously him getting embraced to in Atlanta. And right now, like, you, you know, you mentioned the hype is if you don't want to kind of play against Inter Miami right now. Uh, uh, so for the Dynamo's sake, it's better to move elsewhere. But man, I, I don't know. Uh, Joey, have you been able to watch some? If you get want to add like any more to what Rodrigo said. And uh, no, yeah, I know Christian, Christian is a working man. So <laughs> he, he may not have been keeping up with it as much either. I, th- I think the games have been great. I mean, everyone's saying it's a just all for the money, you know, or the cash grab. Everyone says. I mean, I mean, it's true. I mean, every every competition <laughs> is a cash grab in a sense. That's kind of the whole point. It's all business. But I mean, the games have been entertaining. I, I've enjoyed it. I like. I enjoyed watching our uh, seeing Austin get killed by a really bad Mexican <laughs> team. That was fun. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, was it the the Vancouver Leon game was nuts. Oh, that that was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati Kansas City game was a nuts one too. So it's been yeah. fun. It's been really enjoyable. I think. I think our games have been fun. I thought our game against Santos was really, really entertaining. Yeah. Even and the one with Orlando wasn't bad. I, yeah. I would say it's, it was, it's, it's a been fun game. it's been a good quality, been been a good yeah. mix of teams too. And we saw yeah. a lot of lopsided results. Today. I didn't watch any of those games unfortunately, but yeah. Seems I mean there was 15 goals and from three different from three teams combined today. It's crazy. But I, I was just gonna add too is the uh originally when I heard about the League's Cup, it, it reminded me obviously of whenever it was done, you know, since 2019 and or I think even 2018. But you know, in the sense of it was kind of be more of it's supposed to be a um this tournament, but it wasn't necessarily obviously official. Now with the whole, you know, it's an official FIFA tournament. Um, all the both leagues are in, you know, on hold right now. So there's no excuse to play your best players. And so you're slowly, even with Mexican teams only having like a couple games under the belt in their league and, uh, the, you know, the MLS being basically uh, two thirds of the season already. Um, it, it makes it a little bit fun. It's kind of like the reverse of what we tend to see with the uh, Champions League uh between the mls and, and um and hey, mexican man. teams but yeah so so in a way obviously it shifts the momentum a little bit and obviously uh all the mexican teams playing in the u.s uh but again we mentioned it earlier it's it's uh for a lot of them is going to be like playing at home just because of how many fans are going to go and show up and support uh, especially the big teams you know whether it be Tigres, monterrey um well depending when they play obviously too but uh, Chivas, America, those those teams always are going to get a lot of a lot of people to show up. So it's, it's fun, yeah. Of course, it's a money grab. Everybody's going to make money out of it. Who, who you know, it, it's good. It's, it's good competition uh, to see out there. Uh, so I'm enjoying it. And I, I guess Christian, if you want to add anything, if not, we can start closing it out, man. Yes. No, I, I honestly no, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> well, okay, uh, but it, it, it's pretty fun. I have a question for you then before you close yes. it out. I, I'm gonna be like last one for me. Uh, you have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to share that uh, chimichurri recipe, bro. You have to. Uh, you're gonna have to share it. So you know, maybe make an article. Sauce. 
you know exactly yeah, it just sucks <laughs> yeah, the, but the, the how to make it that's an argentinian and that's an, you know anyways but yeah no man feel free to close out the, the show yeah yeah no uh for real yeah thank you guys this this has been great hopefully you guys if you guys are watching this is how we look uh thank you <laughs> <laughs> we'll shave next time maybe uh us us that we can you know uh but no yeah you can uh you know just to, if you want to find the guys you can find rudy at rudy segura three you can find rodrigo at rodrigo segura zero one joey at joey chavala 10 and then me at chris putalias i almost forgot my own name at chris putalias uh on instagram and twitter for everybody there uh don't forget you can find us you know the the group itself at bayou city soccer instagram twitter or X, I guess. Facebook, uh, I guess. Instagram, yeah. yeah, whatever that that whatever Elon Threads, Threads. <laughs> Rodrigo needs to make a TikTok. And Rodrigo's gonna make a TikTok soon, but we'll see y'all. There you go. We're gonna <laughs> Rodrigo dancing. Imagine up. Rodrigo dancing. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. With Astro, we'll get a one of uh we'll get the Dash players to join. Yeah, you, we need we need to get Manny to dance with uh Ryan. Yeah. The, <laughs> whole trend. There you go. the whole trend. We're about to have some TikToks, guys, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, but yeah, BayouCitySoccer.net for everything and anything, guys. Don't forget breakfast links. Uh, Joey does a great job with uh, with the ratings after games. Uh, before the games, Rudy does uh, scouting reports, enemy scouting reports, so you get to know. So, like, a lot of people didn't know, you know, what Santos had. But guess what? Rudy knew, right? <laughs> he knew who was going to score and how they're going to score and everything. So if you want to stay up to date on, on our enemies, you know, check out all everything there. Tuesdays, we have the Dynamo Dos uh, Tuesdays there. Uh, and just honestly, there's a bunch of content literally every day coming out. Yeah. And for Spanish, man, we, we have tell people flex a little bit about being in the radio. Yeah, we are radio personalities, by the way. So uh, put some respect <laughs> on our names. Uh, but yeah, no, you can find us. Uh, we do a little segment on Encanchados 93.3 on 93.3 FM here in Houston. I know Joey's in over uh, there in New Mexico. But if you were in New Mexico and you spoke Spanish and you wanted to hear us, you can find us on the Euphoria app. We are also there as well. Uh, so yeah, check us out over there at 10 o'clock in the morning from 10 to 12. We are usually sometime in the beginning, sometime in the end. So you just kind of have to listen to the whole show to find out. But it's a pretty a pretty fun uh, show there with Cesar Procel, who is one of the commentators. He does a Spanish radio broadcast for the Dynamo. So another uh, hometown legend here that helps yeah. us out and, and everything. So, yeah, don't forget, BayouCitySoccer.net, uh, at Senadav for the sponsors and great beer. And we'll see you guys next time. Or actually, that's Rodrigo's. <laughs> no, just go ahead. Just close it out yeah. yourself, man. Yeah, thank, close it out, bro. Close we'll we'll, we'll think. We'll, uh, you can close it out, but I was like, uh, thanks, Joey, for uh, stopping by, man. We'll probably have to add you on here so you can, you know, jump with us more often. Trying to Appreciate get it, it. Uh, recording once a week. I was telling Christian we we're trying to get get them done on Monday so that way I can start editing the videos and have them by Wednesday, worst case scenario. So, you know, maybe you yes, can sir. be. You can be a part of, we'll have a, I was going to say a foursome, but that was going to sound Whoa. awful. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> All right, guys. You hey, Thank you for listening. Don't listen was like, you. yo, back to threesome. Close it, close it, close it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, hey, uh, and thanks for listening, guys, man. I know uh, you guys uh, out there, you know, supporting Houston sports. 
uh, whether it be just the Houston Dynamo, the Dash Dynamos, we really appreciate it. So just make sure you like, subscribe, retweet, man, share in your stories if possible. Tell people about it. Uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Yes, sir. Yeah, feel free, Rodrigo. Close it out, man. Tell you did, you did it. That's good. Oh, good that's good. <laughs> <laughs> man, I guess. I guess he's not gonna say nothing. <laughs> I guess not. You basically said you, it. You I had mean, to. It was good. Have, you, you have to. You have to finish it off, man. Everybody knows. Not, how you all right, I already covered it, but you know, always. <laughs> Remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. <laughs> there you go, man. Oh.